0: Talk station with the King of New York, Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Here I am.
2: It's your lunchtime edition here following Bill O'Reilly. 45 minutes of a rip and read. I'll give you commentary. No calls, please. We save that for the weekend when it's uh, always broadcasting Curtis all the time. But the big issue, obviously, is the aftermath of both hurricanes and the devastation uh, that they caused first it was uh, Hurricane Fiona that tore through Puerto Rico and the DR and then obviously the really terrible Hurricane Ian that just destroyed so many sections of Southwest Florida and then tore right through Florida offshore strengthened up again and then decided to give one last lick to South Carolina. Lou, uh, the president of the United States, has taken off from um, from Washington, D.C., Air Force One. And he's headed to uh, San Juan, where he and uh, Madam First Lady will view the wreckage. Again, it seems to be part and parcel of what a president does, as you know, with Donald Trump as president who had to go to the island to view the wreckage of Hurricane Maria, which was far more devastating and caused such a setback to the people of Puerto Rico that so many packed their bags and fled, fled to uh, central Florida, to Orlando, to Orange County, to Kissimmee. So much so, there was a fear that with all the Puerto Ricans fleeing because they couldn't return to their homes, totally destroyed that it might alter the nature of the state of Florida and turn it purple since so many Puerto Ricans by birth are Americans entitled to vote from day one were registered as Democrats. Well, that, in fact, did not occur, although we'll see in these upcoming elections if there is any residual to that. But Florida is a red state, and it got smashed. In fact... Uh, I will be on uh, Fox News today talking about what the Guardian Angels are doing down in Florida. I have groups in Fort Myers, which was the area most devastated by Hurricane Ian. I also have Guardian Angels over on the east coast from Fort Pierce who are going into Fort Myers and Guardian Angels who are helping folks who got hit uh, with the residual effect as Hurricane Ian whipped its way up through St. Petersburg and through tampa anyway the fact is uh what i have seen from the video and the photographs sent to me by the guardian angels who are doing wellness checks particularly on the senior citizens some of them still trapped in their homes and for the many pets who had to be stranded rescuing them is that there are signs everywhere yes signs everywhere uh you if you loot we shoot Up on the plywood. There's no more plywood from Red China in the uh, stores of Home Depot and the other uh, suppliers. But on those uh, pieces of plywood that have been posted in front of businesses and domiciles, there are all kinds of words. Don't you even think to come inside or you're going to get some lead between your eyes. I like that one. Don't you even think of coming inside or you're going to get some lead between your eyes. And the great thing, Lee County, which, uh, oh, man, just looking at the damage, incredible. The sheriff there, like other sheriffs who are elected in Florida, are encouraging citizens to protect their property, protect the property of their fellow residents and community to patrol. And if necessary, if you see looters, shoot them. Fort Myers, they're picking up looters by the dozens And other citizens are fending them off, obviously. The Guardian Angels were unarmed, but we're also protecting businesses and homes from the massive number of looters who are taking place, uh, which is taking place as we speak as they try to take advantage of the cover of darkness to break into people's homes who had to abandon them because they got flooded out. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about Puerto Rico momentarily. Let's talk about the visit. That President Joe Biden is going to make to Florida and the sit down he's going to have with Governor DeSantis, who himself is facing a reelection on November 8th against Charlie Chris. Looks like a vampire who won't go away. Remember, he was governor first as a Republican, then he became an independent. Now he's a Democrat. He uh, uses that man tan out of a can. He's like orange. He glows in the dark. We don't know if he's bisexual, asexual, heterosexual. He's an enigma. But he is always there as a challenge, depending on how this meeting goes. Now, Lou, I take you back to Superstorm Sandy 2012, which devastated our area. And by the way, we have yet to utilize the massive amounts of money, the billions, that were put aside by FEMA. It's all in the bank but being eroded away by architects, engineers, and especially lawyers. Remember, we were supposed to build seawalls out there in Staten Island from the Verrazano Bridge going west. I don't see any brick, anymore. Downtown in the financial area and the battery up the Lower East Side, up the Lower West Side, little, if any, movement taking place, and that was 10 years ago. We're going to get clipped again. We're going to get hit. And we are ill-prepared to deal with it. Just a warning to everyone. And all up and down the Jersey Shore. Remember, Edward, Shamu, El Hefe, Chris Christie, who started to go to war with a lot of the towns from Wildwood to Point Pleasant that they had to put up the dunes. They had to block their ocean view and put up the dunes. But speaking of Shamu, El Hefe, Chris Christie, it was the waning days of that presidential campaign, Mitt Romney had just clobbered Barack Obama in that debate in the mile-high city of Denver. Democrats were fumbling for rationale of why Barack Obama looked so feeble, so disconnected. They said, oh, it was the altitude, maybe he was smoking a little Maui Waui there. Who knew? But Romney was doing well. Some polls indicated that it was neck and neck. I remember, Romney had not chosen Shamuel Hefe Chris Christie to be his vice president as Christie had wanted. He chose Congressman Paul Ryan, the badger, from Wisconsin. And so when Jersey got hit hard, like, like we did here in New York, oh man, Chris Christie was like Lens Lice. Remember with that fleece sweater Lou? it was Chris Christie. And then all of a sudden, Barack Obama came to that town just south of Atlantic City. And he said to Chris Christie, Why don't you come with me on Marine One? We'll go up and down the coast. Just you and me. We'll look at the damage together. And it's exactly what they did. And upon departure of Marine One, remember Chris Christie was so excited that the president was just just with him one-on-one. Hugged Barack Obama. Remember that a hug, which doomed, doomed El Jefe Chris Christie. But more importantly, just took the wind out of the uh, Romney sails, who might have beaten Barack Obama for a second term. But remember, I mean, he sounded like a groupie. Chris Christie. Sounded like he does when he talks about Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band, who dis and dismiss him at every possibility. He was like a girly man, remember?
0: I have to give the president great credit. He's been on the phone with me three times in the last 24 hours. I, I've been on the phone with him, like I said, yesterday personally three times. Uh, he called me for the last time at midnight last night asking what he could do. It's got to start first that the governor and the president have to have an understanding that they can speak at any time. That day when Barack Obama came, he handed me a piece of paper with a private phone number on it. And he said, you call this any time, day or night, and you will get me. You still got it? Uh, no. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he changed his number. He changed it on me he, after he got reelected. He's, at a, he's at a different level. But the fact of the matter is that I used it. And he made the instruction to his cabinet member, cabinet members in front of me. He said, if the governor or any of his people call, it is unacceptable for that call not to be returned within 30 minutes.
2: Here's all for toots. You know, I bet you Democrats are saying to uh, Papachulo Joe Biden. Lou, they're probably saying, when you meet with DeSantis on Wednesday, walk up to the governor and offer him a hug. What the hell is DeSantis going to do? Maybe he was expecting a handshake. But can you imagine if Joe Biden could memorize just a few words? Come here, DeSantis. On behalf of the United States, we're embracing you. We're hugging you and all Floridians, putting aside our political differences. That would be the death of DeSantis as a potential presidential candidate uh, vying uh, for the nomination of his party. Let's see how they handle that. You know aides on both sides are wondering what kind of body language, what kind of eye contact, how friendly should you be to the president, avoid being a Shamu al Chris Christie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's Florida, and they need all the help they can get. In fact, there's a story Some of the illegal aliens from Venezuela uh, heard that they were hiring uh, day laborers right here in Corona and Elmhurst to jump in vans and go down to Florida and do the cleaning, the debris cleaning, uh, which they've done in previous hurricanes. And by the way, the people, they always want the illegal aliens and to do the work that average Americans mostly refuse to do. They don't want a hazmat suit and oxygen tent. They don't want playtex gloves, goggles. They just plunge into the muck and mire, and they work their butts off. So some of them are on their way down to Florida, as we speak. Uh, I'll give you an update as to how they're doing once they hit the Fort Myers area, because I have guardian angels throughout that area. But back here, the rehabilitation, the resurrection of the other political vampire, Andrew Evil Cuomo. King Cuomo second, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo. King Cuomo first, is fully underway. Not only did he give that video last week, not only will he be on with Cindy Adams Sunday at 1 o'clock, oh yeah, he's coming back, But he appeared with the Reverend Ruben Diaz Sr. yesterday and the Hispanic uh, Clergy Coalition of the Bronx. He was in Hunts Point, and they were collecting supplies for Puerto Rico, putting them into a container that will be sent there. And this... Here's what Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo the second, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo the first had to say.
1: Number one, I want to say to the people of Puerto Rico that the people of New York State are with you always in good days, in bad days. We have your back because we are family. We are brothers and sisters. We are part of the same community. And whatever Puerto Rico needs, New York is going to be there to help.
2: I remember when he was governor at the time that Hurricane Maria smashed through the island. He gave upwards of about a billion dollars of aid from New York State in all capacities to Puerto Rico and spent a lot of time there. But there's a side story here, Lou. As you know, Andrew Evilice Cuomo, living in the compound of Fredo, his brother Chris Cuomo, and his leg breaker, Joe Pococo, who just got out of federal prison doing six years for corruption for the Cuomos. As they hit the mattresses and stir the marinara sauce and begin their comeback, he uh, was asked by Ruben Diaz Sr. Ruben said, hey, you know, Cuomo, uh, it's going to cost us $9,500 to send this container in Hunts Point with all these supplies to Puerto Rico. You know, they got to put it on a freighter. It takes them on to Sundays. They're not going to fly it over, which would have been the preferred. And they said, can you contribute to the effort? You know how much it costs, Lou? 9500 to ship the container. And Cuomo said, of course. And he wrote out a check for 2500 He could have covered every expense. He's sitting on a trough of money, $18 million for a campaign, obviously that he didn't wage to get reelected as governor when he resigned. And he's got all those millions from that book that was written about his leadership during the lockdown and pandemic. Uh, millions and millions of dollars. He writes out a check, 2500 Everybody looks at him like, man, wow, what a cheapskate. And then all of a sudden, Ruben Diaz, Jr., the son of Ruben Diaz, Sr., says to his dad, he goes, Hey, Dad, you better run to the bank on Monday and deposit that check right away. At 9 o'clock when the bank opens up uh, at <laughs> Banco Popular, because that check may bounce. Can you believe that? With all the money that Andrew evilized Cuomo has and his por- personal fortune made over the deaths of the 16,000 senior citizens that through his executive order was sent back to the long-term nursing home care units with COVID that then spread like wildfire. With the money he made... He can only write a check for 2500 Ruben Diaz Jr. was right. Run to the bank, Ruben! Make sure that the Cuomo check doesn't bounce at Banco Popular. Oh, yeah. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77, WABC. I
1: like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America.
2: Border's in America. Hello, ah, this is the theme song that we have co opted every time we talk about the illegal aliens that are rushing right through the border from Mexico to Texas, mostly Venezuelans now, released by Maduro, who is doing exactly what Fidel Castro did in 1980 with the Mariolito boat lift just releasing whatever people he doesn't want and saying, go, go to America, go to America, you're free, you're free. And apparently 2 million Venezuelans have fled. But it is interesting that about 20% of them when they're being asked, where do you want to go? When they're crossing either from Juarez into El Paso or through Eagle Pass, Texas, are saying, Nueva York, Nueva York. And then they pound the hound and they come to the Port Authority as a few buses arrived earlier today. Interesting, Lou, that yesterday on the Joan Hamburg show, the queen of talk radio, she had on Cheetah Rivera. Great interview. Cheetah Rivera was part of the original cast, the West Side Story, in fact, tyrannic In 1957, West Side Story opened on Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater. The composer, Leonard Bernstein, words by Stephen Sondheim, and choreographed by Jerome Robbins. All three very liberal, very progressive, very much Democrats. It could never have created a musical like that then. Now, impossible, although interesting, the... Uh, The Broadway edition of the musical only won two Tony Awards. Eventually, it became the movie. It blew up the screen. It won ten Academy Awards, including Best Picture. So it was great to hear Joan Hamburg interviewing Cheetah Rivera because the memories flowed. As it did back to the interview that was conducted by our own owner and operator, John Katsimatidis, a great talk show host of his own right, who had interviewed Donald Trump, but also Dick Morris, Remember, Dick Morris has a show here on Sundays from 12 to 1. He was the one who encouraged Bill Clinton to come back to the middle when uh, Newt Gingrich had outflanked him as Speaker of the House. And he did exactly that, and he got reelected because of that. So he knows the Clintons, and he said that Hillary is, yep, she's preparing for another run as she looks at the chaos amongst the uh, Democrats who might vie to replace Papa chulo Joe Biden. But it's interesting that when he said that, also simultaneously released was statements made by then-President Bill Clinton 1995 at the State of the Union Address. All
1: Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the work face, as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it.
2: Now, he got a standing ovation both sides of the aisle, 1995, at a State of the Union address. Notice he called them illegal aliens. And simultaneously, I was reminded by Dick Morris, listening to his interview with John Katsimatidis, that Hillary came out at that very same time, you know, the co-president, indicating that we should have a national ID card. A national ID card. You haven't heard that since, right? Now, you would figure, oh, Bill Clinton, he's changed over the years. That was 1995. That's not 2022. Well, think again in a podcast that he just did uh, this past week in the whitest suburb in America in the Love Shack in Chappaqua, where even the lawn jockeys are white. Listen to what he had to say now. That is,
1: there is a limit to how many uh, migrants any society can take without severe disruption and assistance. And our system is based much more on an assumption that things would be more normal. For example, as long as I can remember, uh, we've had an immigration system, we've given green cards to people from other countries who had valuable skills that we needed, and it generally had a lot of support until somebody felt their economic interests threatened.
2: Wow. Well, notice he's broken ranks with the other Democrats. You better believe it's the vanguard movement to try to pave the way to get Hillary to be considered the centrist Democrat running to replace Papa chulo Joe Biden. At least according to uh, Dick Morris and a lot of people who agreed with him. But now, back to local politics. Earlier today, I want to applaud all of those in the Bronx who assembled at the site where the tent is being constructed to house a 1,000 illegal aliens, single, able-bodied men from Venezuela. It's halfway finished. It's in the parking lot of Orchard Beach. They got soaked in the rain. In fact, there was a flood. People have warned them that's the worst place to possibly put a tent. But the swagger man, Eric Adam, with no plan, what the hell does he care with the people? Well, the people over a hundred and fifty Democrats, Republicans, Independents showed up to say no, no to the tent, no to the tent. As they were organized and they were strong, and it was good to see that coalition because normally Democrats and Republicans are not in harmony. But those who live on City Island, those who live in the surrounding area of Throgs Neck, came together in solidarity. And I will be joining all of you next Sunday at your annual Columbus Day Parade in the Neck as you have kept that tradition alive right on. But on Staten Island, whoa, a totally different story. Over the weekend, a story surfaced in the New York Post in which the response to Eric Adams' plan to bring a Norwegian cruise liner and dock it in Home Point, that's right by Stapleton, that's where the U.S. Navy used to have its fleet, until the schmuck to putsch, Chucky e. Cheese, Schumer, and Jerry the Whale-Madler. Jerry the Whale-Madler, the congressman, decided the Navy had to go because they wouldn't reveal if, in fact, any of the ships were carrying nuclear-tipped weapons, which is what the Navy never does. So they said, well, if you're not going to tell us, get the hell out of here. And they did. But there's a magnificent port there that can handle ocean liners. So Eric Adams is already leasing from Norwegian Cruise Lines out of their mothball fleet, which is just north of uh, Fort Lauderdale, the Norwegian cruise liner. Now, they gotta recommission it, they gotta sail it up here, they gotta attach it to, to the land, they gotta provide the services. And you would have thought that everyone in Staten Island would have been intensely opposed to it. And yes, leaving the pack in opposition, I give a credit Congressman Nicole malia Takes who will be joining us in the studios of WABC tomorrow as we discuss Hispanic Heritage Day. And boy, she was strong. She said this is ludicrous. It can only come out of an incompetent administration. Both Biden and she doesn't let Adams off the hook, refused to address the root of the problem and instead continue to incentivize illegal immigration. Secure our borders, and in fact, she has an op-ed piece in today's New York Post, I should you read it, where she says, Adams must insist on secure borders between Mexico and the United States. She, she pins it right to Eric Adams, not just the president. Vito Fisella also was strongly on board. He goes, I'm not for this cruise. Let's avoid cruising for bruising. What's next? RVs on the street? These problems should not become Staten Island's problems. And then all of a sudden, I saw in that same New York Post story, the Neville Chamberlain Lou of Staten Island, Joe Borelli, minority leader of uh, the Republicans in the City Council, representing the South Shore, best friend of Frank Morano, the Mameluke who basically indicated that no, 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 it was the best of a few bad choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was involved in the negotiations to bring the Norwegian cruise liner to the North Shore of Staten Island. Homeport, and then he shows up with Ted Rosenberg this morning and doubles down on
0: it. It's actually a more practical solution than uh, setting up tent cities or trying to have another 40 or 30 hotel leases around yeah. the city.
2: Wow, a better solution. Could I hear that one more time? Right, because he is now a proponent of bringing in the Norwegian cruise line and housing a thousand. Illegal aliens, single able-bodied males, will be able to come as they choose and go as they choose, according to the agreement that he's a part of, as he has sold out the North Shore of Staten Island and Staten Island. I want to hear that again. He told that exclusively to our own Sid Rosenberg this morning.
0: It's actually a more practical solution than uh, setting up tent cities or trying to have another 40 or 30 hotel leases around yeah. the city. So all weekend
2: long, my phone was blowing up. I had won Staten Island in the race against Eric Adams convincingly. People were saying, Curtis, we got to fight this. We got to fight this. I said, you can count on me. You can count on me. And instead of Borelli embracing me in fighting back against the uh, Norwegian Cruise Line ship that he has negotiated with Eric Adams to bring to the north shore of Staten
0: Island, he calls me a freaking ingrate. Now, all of a sudden, he's his ingrate. He doesn't want to be my friend, which is fine. It's neither here nor
2: there. Well, by the way, that is now dating back to a couple of weeks ago when you called me from Greece, which was very, very nice. That is the second time you've referred to Curtis Sliwa as an ingrate, and that pissed him off the first time. So now you've done it again. Did he call me an inbred? Was that inbred, Lou? Oh, no, no, ingrate. Might as well have called me that, too, because he went on. Not to rail against Eric Adams bringing in the Norwegian cruise line that he's a part of, but to continue to rail against me was fighting with others
0: against this on Staten Island. Curtis could actually solve this whole problem. If he just wades out into the water off Sandy Hook with his dopey outfit, he might be mistaken for a buoy, oh, uh, and, and the ship might come like the Costa Concordia and oh, run aground. Are you hearing Well, you hate his guts. I mean, this is, Uh, you're not even kidding. uh, I can't stand him at this point.
2: Wow. You can't stand me at this point, Lou. Now, what do you think that Joe Borelli was doing all weekend long as this crisis had developed as a result of his partnership with Eric Adams? Because he's he's proven himself an Eric Adams Republican, like the previous borough president, Jimmy Otto, Republican conservative, who now works for Eric Adams, and recently tweeted out, oh, Eric Adams, Oh, he, he's the greatest politician I've ever seen in my lifetime. <laughs> deals. Deals. They're selling you out. They're selling you out, Staten Island. But listen to what Joe Borelli was doing all weekend long, Lou, while this crisis was exploding. Joe Borelli. Joe, by the way, fresh off, kicking Frank Morano's ass not once but twice in a big ping-pong tournament at Morano's house over the weekend. I mean,
0: how geeky are you guys, by the way? <laughs> at, at least it was a close match, Sid. Usually it's a blowout. Usually, uh, you know, he doesn't even last five minutes with me. Uh, th- th- this week he actually gave me a run for my money, thankfully. I, I didn't even get a free cup of coffee at this time, though. Can you
2: believe that, Lou? In the midst of this crisis, people blowing up everybody's phone like, oh, no, if they bring in one ocean liner and fill it full of illegal aliens in the North Shore home port... They'll bring in others because there's more than enough port capacity. Now, playing ping pong in a ping pong tournament in the basement of Frank Marano while this crisis is going on, which means that Frank Marano is also, also for this. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, look, it's not me. It's not just me who's rallying against this uh this um, ocean liner that is being brought in by the Eric Adams administration after negotiations with a minority leader of the Republican Party in city council representing the South Shore of Staten Island and selling them out. Joe Borelli, listen to Bo Snerdly, who really has he's not politically involved in Staten Island.
0: Don't tell them about the Staten Island ferry. Don't you tell them they're here. No speak English for the most part. Don't Tell them about the Staten Island Ferry, okay? They can get off that ship and wander all over Staten Island. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. <laughs> he was both snirly.
2: common sense. He says, are you crazy? Are you crazy? And so I am, uh, I am organizing people in Staten Island, not just Republicans and conservatives, but independents, unaffiliated, and moderate Democrats, because they did it once before, Lou. I remember a long time ago, Ed Koch had joined with then the borough president and Democrat, Lamberti, and they tried to force a jail on the west shore of Staten Island. The only thing that prevented that was that Democrats and Republicans and independents came together. They had rallies. They had demonstrations. They said hell no. They preemptively went ahead of this, and whoever was selling them out then all of a sudden disappeared into the, uh, through the cracks, and they prevented the jail from being built on the West Shore, showing you what solidarity can do. So since uh, clearly Joe Borelli has opted to say this is the best of what could have been a lot of bad decisions, I am joining others out there. In fact, if you want to come uh, and meet me tonight, please do. I will be at the Point Tavern, 879 Forest Avenue at 7 o'clock for a fundraiser for Joseph Taroni who is going to be running for the state Senate seat as a Republican conservative vacated by Diane Savino. Her chief of staff is running. He's got a real good chance of winning that and includes Staten Island and Brooklyn. Because when you looked at my vote count, I actually beat Eric Adams in that district. So come on out, running for the state Senate uh, against Joe Borelli, who is the Neville Chamberlain, who has signed on to a plan that will bring an ocean liner to the north shore of Staten Island. Guess what, Lou? Over my dead body. I've campaigned for Sam Pirozola, Mid-Island Assembly seat, Republican, conservative, that Cusack has vacated. The Democrat is a chance to pick up two seats, and this is the issue that can pilot common sense to victory. So come on aboard, moderate Democrats, unaffiliated, independents, Republicans, conservatives. And helped stop the ocean liner from being berthed right there on the North Shore home port. Oh, wait a second. That's Kathy uh, Lee Gifford. You know, she was on with Joan Hamburg, too. You know, she's a holy roller now. Jesus. Uh, Backstory here, Lou. The Adams administration, no doubt, in consort with Joe Borelli, is now negotiating with Carnival Cruise Line. They have some mothballed ocean liners also in the Elephant Graveyard right north of Fort Lauderdale. They're negotiating for a total of 30 30 ocean liners to put all throughout the five boroughs of the city of New York, and especially in Staten Island, which has the berthing capacity to hold upwards of seven. How do I know that? My father, Chester Merchant Seaman, for 54 years, we used to pick him up from Staten Island when he came into the Arthur Kill, the Kill Van Cull to the tank farms, and he pointed that out to me many, many years ago. Oh, my God. We got to stop this one
0: or you won't be able to stop any of them.
2: No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Fitty, 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 who culturally appropriated my name, Curtis. I had it long before him, Curtis Jackson, Curtis Sleaver. The one time he lifts up his shirt, he goes, Yo, man, I got shot nine times. And I lifted up my shirt and said, Yo, Fitty, I got shot five times with hollow point bullets. Who shot you? He says, Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. And I said, the Gotti boys shot me, not Irv Gotti, and your homies from Southeast Queens. Man, it was like uh, eye fornicating, mad-dogging time. But anyway, the reason we're playing this song right now. You know whose birthday it was, Met fans, yesterday? Jimmy Carter, longest living president, 98, in Plains, Georgia, with his uh, wife, Rosalind. She's 95. And you know what they were wearing? Is they had a parade to a Plains, Georgia, Atlanta Brave Caps. And they were doing the chop-chop, Met fans. Chop-chop. Remember the old days? Atlanta-Fulton County Stadium when Ted Turner, half in the bag, owned the Braves and CNN and married Jane Blunder Fonda. Remember how they were wearing the Atlanta Braves caps? 1996 against my beloved New York Yankees, and we came back against all odds to win the World Series. Remember how they were going chop-chop, politically incorrect, chop-chop? And they do it to this day. They haven't given up their name to their credit, unlike the Cleveland, oh, we can't call them Indians, Guardians. Unlike the Washington Reds. Oh, that's right, they're not the Redskins. The Commanders. Weak! But Atlanta has not sold out. And as a result, they did the chop chop against the Mets. The Grum, what happened? The Grum, oh man, greatest pitcher of all time. Boom, three home runs, back to back. The Grum is like down for the count. And then you said, well, we'll get him with Scherzer, right? Scherzer, boom, that's two down. Well, Bassett, he'll pull it out, right? It won't be a sweep. Sweep, chop chop. This was the revenge of Jimmy Carter. That's right. And remember, you know who had the biggest smile on his face? His last name was Jones. Chipper Jones, Met killer of all time. He was supposed to be the next Mickey Mantle, almost. Not quite, but when it came to playing against the Mets, he was the Met killer. Speaking of a guy who claims he's the Met, fan who grew up in southeast queens eric adams although he pivots and shifts because when he's in yankee stadium he claims he's a yankee fan this is not a shelter issue this is a humanitarian refugee migrant crisis humanitarian <laughs> crisis
0: and so we're going to pivot and shift as it needed <laughs> pivot, and shift. pivot and shift i do the boogaloo that's pivot and shift pivot and shift First you pivot, then you shift. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. The walls. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. This is not a shelter issue. First you pivot, then you shift. Pivot, 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 pivot and shift, pivot and shift.
2: By the way, uh. We shot the video right before the weekend where I was dancing and prancing out in the streets like Travolta and Saturday Night Fever. The only thing missing was the two slices of pizza that I put together. We will have that video for you at wabcradio.com on Wednesday. We will have our international premiere. But there is something that Eric Adams has in common with Jimmy Carter, Chop Chop, right? He loves the Braves on his 98th birthday is that Jimmy Carter welcomed in 200,000 mariolitos when Fidel Castro emptied his prisons and insane asylum in 1980. There was no vetting, no questioning. They just flooded into the country and caused all kinds of chaos throughout the United States. Remember, he waited on the shores with Rosalind. He said, oh, this is good, and Castro bamboozled him. What's to say that Maduro who loved Fidel Castro when he was alive, isn't following the same template, has released a lot of his criminals, those in insane asylums, those who are a potential threat to him, those he can't feed, and he has just said, like Castro said, go ahead. You want to go to the United States? Go ahead. Underlay, underlay, underlay. Think about that. Think about that.